The lamp of God is the only light flickering in the room. The Ark of the Covenant sits silently in the Holy of Holies. All is still in the temple of the Lord. There is no chanting. There is no ritual. There isn't even a whisper of a prayer. For it is deep into the night. But that night in the temple of the Lord, not everyone was asleep. In fact, if you walked up near the ark of God and you peered down, there you would find a young boy. Now, considering that it's in the small hours of the night, you'd expect him to be sleeping. But one look at the face of the boy Samuel would tell you that he is wide awake. He is wide awake because by this time he has woken up at least three times, woken by a voice. At last, prompted by his teacher Eli, when he hears this voice calling his name, Samuel responds, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. And Samuel listens. And what the voice tells him is clear and true, and terrifying. It's that his mentor, Eli, and Eli's house, his sons, his sons who actually are the priests who control the temple, all of them will be punished forever. And that is why Samuel, a young boy, on the floor, in the temple of the Lord in the dead of night is wide awake, waiting. I imagine that he remains there for hours, his mind racing. Did he hear that right? Could it be true? What is going to happen next? Will I be thrown out? How am I going to get back home to Hannah and to Elkanah? Finally, rays of light cast shadows. And finally, the sun breaks over the hills. Samuel gets up and begins his morning tasks as quietly and as steadily as he can. And after lighting the last lamp and opening the last door, Samuel turns around and there in front of him stands his teacher and his mentor waiting. It is Eli. I found it much easier for me to enter our scripture this morning when I heard the words, Samuel lay there until morning. There was something familiar, almost comforting, in the realization that those who have come close to God in millennia's past have themselves spent sleepless nights. It's my sense, having talked or texted or emailed with many over the past days and weeks and months, that all of us carry anxiety right now. For some, is it, as, it is as close as our next breath. 
for some, it is just underneath the surface. And for some, it is buried deep somewhere within. We are anxious about the loss of our jobs. We are concerned for our children in school. We are afraid that somehow this virus will find us. And in this past week of rupture, of what has always been a peaceful transfer of power, we once again have come face to face with some frightening truths about our nation. It's all way more than enough to keep us up at night, wondering, waiting. Are we Samuel? Are we Eli? What are we hearing? Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. One of the greatest challenges that I have found in being Christian is being able to separate the signal from the noise, the sound from the voice. How do you know that what you're hearing isn't simply what you most desire, that in fact it's God? It can be so hard, <laughs> I find it so hard, to discern the cadence and the words of that still small voice amidst the din of the chaos that surrounds us. Perhaps Samuel can be our guide. I don't believe that it was coincidence that it was silent when Samuel heard the voice of God. This may just be me, but in my futile efforts to have a semblance of control in this past week, I have uh, been quick to fill just about every nook and cranny of my attention with another article or tweet or video. And for me, the noise all too easily and has crowded out, can crowd out the voice within. It is so hard to hear. And so the voice of Samuel reminds us compels us, be still and listen. And then, when you have the sense that God may be speaking to you, may be calling you, may be moving within you, talk with someone. It could be a trusted friend, someone who has walked this way before. It could be a Stephen minister, it could be Maggie it could be me. It could be one of our assisting priests. It could be a spiritual director. It could be Emily. It could be a group of people. It could be an Emmaus group, a sacred ground group. But Samuel, as trepidatious as he must have felt, checks it with Eli. We don't have to walk alone because we actually practice listening together. 
Often the work of a, of a prophet is to come so close to God and to have God come so close to them that they know where God is moving. Because while prophets, whether it was Samuel or Isaiah or John the Baptist or Martin King, while prophets are often portrayed as lone voices, they are always in conversation with the people around them. And the word we receive may not, often is not, the word we expect or the word we may want to hear. The prophets have a practice of telling uncomfortable truths, truths that people have been often willfully denying. And sometimes for centuries. But it is always possible to listen. And our sacred texts remind us of that this morning. And actually, that's probably what I've found that I've overlooked in this seminal call story. Uh, you know, there are actually two people in this who are faithful to God. Often I simply pay attention to Samuel because his role in the story is so visceral, so dramatic. But Samuel's faithfulness is actually joined by Eli's as well. Eli, whose sons had been thieving in the temple. Eli, whose house was out of his control. Even Eli is able to be faithful to God. Because when Samuel wakes him in the middle of the night, Eli tells Samuel just what to do. And then when Samuel delivers the judgment of God, one that is devastating to Eli and his family, what is Eli's response? Eli does not harm the messenger. Eli does not decry the message. Instead, he responds, it is the Lord. Let him do what seems good to him. Can you imagine being able to take in news like this? After this past week and a half, friends, it is my sincere hope that we can. Because I believe that we are facing a a critical juncture in our nation's life. One that will expose much of who we have been and that will set the course for who we might be. We can no longer sleep with a call resounding in our ears. We can no longer pretend as if the weeks, the events of our day and this past week do not affect us, all of us. As this week unfolds, I ask us all to gather the courage of Samuel and the open heart of Eli and together pray with God. Here we are. Speak, Lord for your servants are trying to listen.